Hello and welcome. This episode is brought to you in part by Clockworks Academy from Dr. Paul Moffat. Clockworks Academy offers college-level insight without college-level cost in all the nerdiest stuff. We've got courses on Beowulf, King Arthur, Robin Hood, the Decameron, Game of Thrones, Dracula, Frankenstein, zombies, and werewolves. There is no homework except reading, and the time requirements are flexible, which is great when you are a lifelong learner with lifelong responsibilities. Once and Future Nerd listeners can get 10% off any purchase with code FUTUREnerd. That's clockworksacademy.com, code FUTUREnerd, one word again, clockworksacademy.com, code FUTUREnerd for 10% off. And as a reminder, if you'd like to hear these episodes without any ads, you can make a monthly pledge over at patreon.com slash onceinfuturenerd and get lots of cool rewards, including a special ad-free RSS feed. I want to take a moment to thank all of our patrons, and this week I'd like to thank Brittany GK, Leslie H, and Ben M in particular. I'd also like to take a moment to remind everyone that our next episode, which comes out on April 24th, will be the conclusion of Book 2, Chapter 7. Um, that means if you are still trying to get in on our long-promised enamel pin giveaway, that's going to be your last chance to pledge or upgrade if you want a pin. Okay. Thank you, as always, for listening and for helping to spread the word. Now on with the show. The Once and Future Nerd Book 2 Myth Made Flesh Chapter 7, What's Close to You, Part 3, by Christian T. Kelly Madeira. It was long past dark by the time Jen, Brennan and Nia had gathered the relevant parties and explained the choice before them. Four of them, but no more, could leave the others for the relative safety of the Sugarcane Isles, if they chose. As you can understand, there were many facets to consider. The Queen will not forsake this fight of hers, and I'll not forsake the Queen who knighted me. And I've long since cast my lot. So that's three you needn't account for. They got libraries on these islands? I... Small private collections, I believe, but nothing like so what we left. nothing like what we found in Amstrongard. About, like, long-forgotten truths or whatever. I doubt it. Then I don't see the point. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to speak for you guys, but if we go out there, we're no closer to finding a way home and no closer to finishing what we started here. So, <laughs> eh. Just throwing this out there. Doesn't sound like they have many libraries over the mountains either. We could take a little tropical vacation for a bit, save up a little money to sail back when the heat's died down, and then go back to the library all you want. It's not not tempting, but... Believe, believe me when I say it. It breaks my heart to ask the three of you to volunteer for any more danger than you've already seen. But I must say, for my parents, because they are too stubbornly selfless to say it for themselves, there is no part of this that is their fight. They would have never been caught up in any of this were it not for my... Our actions. Not that you've even told us what those are. Later, I said. 
What? After we've left? Sure, just fill us in with your next twice yearly letter. Millie, let's stay on the topic for a moment. Now, you're asking us to go off to the Isles in place of these three, yeah? How old can they be? Old enough to make our own decisions? Sorry, that sounded mean. Nia's right, though. You should go. Well then, are there any objections to sending my parents to the Isles? We have several. Well, you were badly outvoted. Now, I've promised I will explain more to you later, but let us please settle the urgent matter at hand first. Now, as this barely concealed tiff was playing out in public between Nia and her mother, a private look passed between Gwen and Arlene, but both declined to say anything for now. And furthermore, I'd be greatly relieved to have you safely away. But what'll we even do there? We don't know anybody. Not knowing anybody is precisely why you must go. As promised, I will explain everything to you as best I can once this matter is settled. But you must believe me that you cannot stay on the mainland. Nia, come now. Very well. Ben! She must be telling the truth, Millie. She knows how deep our roots are in Seahole. Thank you, Father. What about your sisters? If Rilati did not track them down as she did you, then we must assume that she doesn't know about them. I concur. Is that really safe to assume? The only way she could have known about you was through Ba'alokir, my doctoral advisor. For once, I am grateful the old blowhard never cared to learn much about me. Let my sisters remain in safety and in peace, preaching in their parishes. Will we be able to write them, at least? Or use MNN? I'm afraid you must treat MNN as though it were compromised. For your safety and theirs. In a few years, it may be safe to write them again. I would never dare trivialize what you're leaving behind. But you will get by on the aisles. You are farmers and preachers. Never in my travels have I seen a place where people don't grow food or fear Galadin. It's not what any of us would prefer but it's the best we can do right now. It's the only way to keep you safe. So that's decided then. And it leaves us with two more to choose. Two more? You wouldn't come with us? I'm not sure. I have to consider all of my obligations. Arlene and Gwen have a very strong claim on it. Aye, that may be, but... The kid. Yes. Oh, of course. If my parents go to the Isles, then one way or another you must split with the child. No. We couldn't possibly tear a babe from its mom's arms. The others are right. This is not your battle, and you deserve safety. And we must admit he's not ours in the traditional sense. Sorry. I know this is rude, but I'm just so in the dark here. Who's Izzy? I found him. Orphaned. After a battle. And you didn't think to leave him somewhere safer before you got caught up in all this mess? Mother, you must not speak to her that way. Gwen made the best decision she could under the circumstances. What circumstances? Oh, very well, since you insist on doing this now. It is an orcish child. Gwen here could not bring herself to let him die, seeing as he is completely helpless and has hurt no one. So she and Arlene took him in. Rilatit sought to murder them for this crime of being compassionate, so they fled and found their way to us. 
the fencer upstairs. Now, as Nia condescendingly recounted information to her parents, which was new to them, but which you, my dear listener, already know, thanks to me, Gwen stole her paramour away for a brief aside. I can't send these poor preachers into harm's way, but it's just what I was afraid of. I know, love. You said whatever's best for him, right? Really I think he has proven more than trustworthy. Me, hoping Do you? to turn me against everyone else. Instead, we rescued you and in the process killing several elves and leading to the deaths of many innocent bystanders. That is why none of us is safe anywhere the White Forest casts a shadow. Does that help? An orc? You mean them what have red eyes and all fangs and ashen skin? If you look, you'll see the child has eyes that are nearly a shade of orange. We've come to infer that many of the other tales about orcs may be greatly exaggerated or else lacking crucial exculpatory context. I need to sit down. Then please do. We will talk more later, as I promised. This was when Gwen and Arlene rejoined the broader conversation. Nia. If you take him with you, you can go with your parents. If I take him? Yes. The child will be in hands that we trust, and you can be with your family. Hang on. You've been through hell for that kid. Are you really going to be okay leaving him? No, not really. But if we keep him any longer, I don't think I'd ever be able to let him go. Even if it was best for him. Can I make an argument that it's actually best for him to come with us? How's that? Where we're going is where he's from, right? He might have an auntie or a grandma or something who'd be glad to have him back. Wouldn't that be best for him? And for the people who lost him? Arlene and Gwen glanced quickly at one another. That assumes, for one thing, that we can track down his relations, which is vanishingly unlikely. And for another, it assumes much about the lives of his kind. If he were my kin, I'd rather he be safe in the East than in danger in the West. Well, no offense, but that's easy to say when no one's trying to destroy your culture. Maybe they're willing to risk more than you are. You know, to raise him as theirs. He's won me over. It is right and proper that the child be raised by his own. Okay, it's, it's, it's less good when you say it, so... I agree. We all know it became of Traft. When the elves raised him. I mean, not the way Yilluween said, but I get what Nelson's saying. We've had similar thoughts, I assure you. But we can't know whether the poor creature who brought him east to begin with wasn't fleeing some manner of persecution herself. And we said a trip over the mountains is dangerous, yeah? Sure. But think about what his life would be like on the Isles. I mean, the other kids are going to bully him. For his eyes. That, that, that's a given. But how long before, you know, colonial magistrate or whatever overhears and starts looking into his background? And what if he does develop other quote-unquote orc features or something when he gets older? At least if we take him over the mountains, we don't have to wait for that shoe to drop. Yeah, it's riskier up front, but it might be safer long term. Plus, Arlene and Gwen get to be safe in the aisles. This at last snapped Nia's parents out of their days. But not Nia. She gets separated from her parents. Yeah. Yeah. Nia, I, I can't make that call for you. But I want to say one more thing 
in favor of keeping the baby near me. Near you? Yeah, Nia, that's what I want to talk to you about. I, I had one of those dreams. And I think the baby might be important to us. I wouldn't put him in any danger if, if it was just that, but also the other stuff. And protect Arlene and Gwen. It's your decision though, Nia. Totally. I mean, yeah. If we truly think it's best for the baby to travel over the mountains, then we could come with you and Nia could go with her parents. We needn't use all four spots. And what would the two of you do then, over the mountains? What we've always done. Make the best of things. The Isles are by far the safer option for you two. We understand. We've lived with us before. I... 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 Nia surveyed the cabin, looking back and forth between family given and family found. When we met Nia, you were a college student, bored with her studies. You were interested in a new bit of lore that found its way to you. You were never out for war. Not that you haven't met its challenges admirably, but you deserve safety too. My first choice would be her ladyship and Gwen as well, but if they're volunteering... But Nia's mind was not on her friend's words. I can't. You can't? I've made up my mind. My place is here. Nia, what's this nonsense you're talking? If you think we'd ever be so cross with you that- I've cast my lot, Mother. I've made many, many choices that brought me here. Each more risky and frankly more belligerent than the last. Her ladyship and Gwen have only made one, and it was a choice to care for the innocent. If I let them be put in harm's way for that, it would betray the vows of both of our clerical orders. If everything you told us is true, then haven't you made choices to protect the innocent as well? Not always. And I'll hear no more of it here. The three of us can discuss more in private. Aye, and we will. And she calls us stubbornly selfless. <sighs> My lady, Gwen, is the proposed plan acceptable to you? You sail east with my parents and the baby comes west with us. Arlene and Gwen looked to each other one more time. Each saw courage and resolve in the other's eyes. You take very good care of him here. Like he was your own. We will. And whatever he turns out to mean to you or your cause or what have you, you look him in the eyes before you make any decisions about him. Do you understand? He laughs when he's happy, cries when he hurts. He shits, smiles, sneezes. Don't you ever forget that. We'll remember. In that case, I would only propose that perhaps we be permitted to name him. I don't think anyone would oppose that motion. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you have a name in mind, my lady? We'll talk and decide on one before we must part. And I believe everyone present is agreed. That leaves the matter of Ren's collateral. And also... Right. God damn. Uh... Whoop. Rejoining the party, are we? Where the fuck am I? Wish you would have stayed out a little longer. Alf? <laughs> Your arms busted up something fierce. I'm going to splint it, but I need to reset the bone first. It's going to smart. More than a little. Do what you gotta do. On the count to three, yeah? Just fucking do it. And the one. 
And a two. And a Oh, good. She's up. She's all yours. You need to go fetch a splint. Now, try not to move it too much, yeah? We'd rather not have to do that again. Bite my cunt and spit in my asshole, you goddamn butcher. Uh-huh. See you soon. Bring rum, giant fucking bastard. Your grace, apologies for the ill-timed disturbance, but we had to make some decisions while you were... insensate. We wanted to inform you of them. You couldn't just fucking wait? With respect, we didn't know how long you would be. And time was of the essence. Fine. What did you decide? Well, only four of us can go to the sugarcane aisles, so after much Whoa, 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 that wasn't the deal. Did Ren try to fuck us? Where is she? Get her ass in here. That was not the original deal, no. Turns out there are consequences to bringing pirates a fraction of what you promised them. Okay, I'm getting a whiff of hostility here, which, seeing as my arm is blown to shit and not yours, I don't fucking appreciate. We had a plan! It wasn't perfect, but damn it, it worked! Against all odds, I got my parents to safety! We got all of us to safety, and then you decided you knew better! You had a better plan after the plan already worked, and now look where we are! After everything I had to do, practically grovel to convince you my parents were worth saving because you said it would endanger the group, and then you go and throw it all away for... For what reason? I couldn't even begin to speculate. Do you even know? Yeah, I do. I was gonna kill Relatite and get us some more money so that maybe we'd have a chance and to... And that doesn't endanger the group. It shouldn't have, because if any of you Well, had... it did! Because if any of you had any brains, you wouldn't have a... Shit. Jen, where is she? Is she right here? Jen entered the cramped cabin behind Nia, her eye patch prominent. Fuck. Your eye. I... I... I don't... We think she'll keep the eye. By pure dumb luck. You should leave. Seriously? I got nothing for you. You could start with an apology, maybe. You shouldn't have come back for me. Let's go, Nia. I don't know why we fucking bother. I bother because my fate is tied to this woman, whether either of us likes it or not. I'm likely to be in her company until my premature death, and all I can hope for is that that time remains bearable. I never told any of you to follow me. That's on you. Fucking look at me. I was never supposed to be a goddamn queen, no matter who fucked my grandma. I wasn't even supposed to live this long. Oh, don't do that. Don't be all melodramatic so you can turn this on us. Okie dokie. Here's a split and some very strong rum. Thank the gods. Yeah, good. Get drunk. That'll fix everything. Excuse me? Perhaps your instinct was right, Jen. We should cool our tempers and return in a little while. Fine. No, wait, Jen. Of course we're going to come back for you, you selfish asshole. Normal people can't just leave their friends to die. Well, sorry. Fuck me, then. Guess I thought you were smarter than normal people. Being an asshole doesn't make you smart. It just makes you lonely. And an asshole. Maybe I'm supposed to be lonely. Fine. Fuck off, then. Why is she like this? I'm sure I don't know. You know, it's none of my business, but... You're right. It's not. And so, after this unpleasant conversation, Jen sought out Billy's company. But Nia sought out the company of the wide open sky. Of course, she was not the only one to have had this impulse. I believe there's a saying in your tongue about 
apples falling from trees. Hello, Mother. I? I'm sorry I was short with you in there. Oh, you gave me much worse when you was younger. I'm sure. I just wish you would talk to me more is all. I mean, all this with the elves and the orcs, it's not that I doubt you see, it's just so much to believe all at once. Trust me, I understand. But it's not even so much what you told us. When you was young, it was like all you did was talk to us. I used to pray for a minute of silence. Since you left for college, it's like we hardly speak the same tongue anymore. I know. It's not because I don't want to. It just became so difficult at some point. I hear you talk the way you do now, and I can't help but think you're ashamed of us. Oh, Mother. Mum. Is that why you won't come with us? I am ashamed, but not of you. Never of you. I made choices in order to rescue you. They got people killed, many of them with no part in our fight. Going in, I convinced myself that it was unlikely, but I think deep down I knew it would happen. I couldn't bear the thought of losing you, of having gotten you killed. And so out of guilt and self-centred fear, I let innocence die. Is there any greater failure you can imagine for one who would be a priest? Nia. Nia, Nia, Nia. Do you remember the parable of the Edsman and the horse thief? The law requires that he kill his father, and he refuses. Truly I say to you, this man who has done an injustice to you taught me the meaning of justice. And so I cannot take his head, lest any claim I have to act justly be forfeit. Tell my successor to own his blade well, for he must claim two heads this day. But mother, that kind of small-scale, just-what's-in-front-of-us attitude, that's... It's exactly why I abandoned the Order of the Plough. If the lives of our loved ones matter more than the lives of strangers, doesn't that diminish the value of all life? Doesn't it reduce justice to merely who has the most powerful friends? I admire your ambitions, Nia. I always have. You want to save the whole world, and I'm proud of you for it. But if all you can manage is saving what's close to you, you don't have to damn yourself. Nia? Sorry. I, uh, <clears throat> I really need to talk to you. I think this once, Mum. I may take your advice. Mmm. I'll try not to kill over in shock. Nia's staying with us? Aye, Your Grace. Still? As far as I know, Your Grace. In the hopes of better understanding her circumstances, Regan had summoned her lone knight to her sickbed. She elected to give her spot to her ladyship and Gwen. Should we have told her? Is that what this is about? Told her? As soon as she told us her plan, I knew innocent people were going to die. You and Eloween did too, but you followed my lead. We also knew she'd do anything to save her parents. I think we spared her some anguish. Yeah. Still. Maybe that wasn't my call to make. You're the queen. Every decision is yours to make. Where's the baby going? He will stay with us as well. 
there was some argument on that point, but none seemed to disagree about Gwen or Arlene, and the two are inseparable. Gwen's loyalty to her liege is an example to all. <laughs> yeah, well, I get it. I've known some pretty marvelous lieges in my day, too. Especially the highborn ones. Your grace? Well, I mean, you know that them, too. Wait, you actually don't know what their deal is? Their... deal? Yikes, this is a much longer talk than we've got time for right now. And not really my business to tell you, anyway. I just kind of assumed you would... Duh. Anyway, anything else I need to know about? It seems Jen and Nelson stole from the college one of the most valuable relics in the world. No shit. I'm gonna make something out of those kids yet. Having it on the ship makes Ren very skittish, and it has no value to her because no one she knows can... Uh, what was the word? Fence it. Yeah, it makes sense. And so Ren requires collateral for the remainder of your debt to her. Right. Of course. Well, good thing we're ship broke for an unsellable relic. I gotta think. Thanks, Brennan. Of course, you Grace. Will that be all? Can I ask you something personal? Anything, you Grace. When your pops died, did you ever have the feeling sometimes, like, maybe it was supposed to be you instead? Did I? Why, of course it was supposed to be me instead. Well, if there's nothing else, I ought to try for an hour of sleep. And then Sir Brennan took his leave, having given, to his mind, a factual report of the state of things. But Regan did not return to sleep that night. Once and Future Nerd is directed by Christian T. Kelly Madeira. It is created and executive produced by Zach Glass and Christian T. Kelly Madeira, and co-executive produced by Jess Kelly Madeira. Associate producers are Susan Degnan and Alex Story. It is performed by... Rhiannon Angel. Garrett Arman. Dan Dobransky. Anya Gibeon. Ian Hawkins. Shannon Harris. Aaron Lanham. Paul Notice. April Ortiz. Juliet Prather. Frank Quarren. Julie Reed. Regina Renee Russell. Gregory M. Schultz. Editing by Maddie Searle. Foley sound design and post-production mixing by Edward Bush. Tom Lee is our musical director and lead composer, with additional scoring by Chris Montalbo. For more, visit onceandfuturenerd.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Reddit. <laughs>